Well, it is a joy for me to be here, and I do bring greetings from Living Water Baptist Church in Long, South Carolina. Uh, you don't know where that's at, and not many people do, but it's right outside of North Myrtle Beach, and uh, which is a very famous beach in Myrtle Beach. But it's, it's a joy to be with you. Uh, when your pastor, Stephen, came down uh, and Andrew not long ago, and spoke at our church. Uh, we went out golfing, and we were out on the golf course, and we were about on the ninth hole, and there's a lake right outside uh, that hole. And, and I just, it was a beautiful day, and I just said in my heart, man, I, I am so full of faith today that I believe I can walk on water. I'm going to try it. So I start across that lake and walk through the other side. And Andrew says, well... If Pastor LeBron can do it, I believe I've got enough faith that I can walk on that water. So Andrew takes off, and he goes across to the other side. And then Stephen says, well, I know if a redneck from South Carolina and a dummy from uh, Toronto can walk across the water, then certainly I can do it. So he starts across, and he starts sinking. And I look over at Andrew and I say to Andrew, do you think we ought to tell him where those stumps are? <laughs> uh, I love to have fun. I love to uh, make fun, and, and especially with people I get to know. And I just think there's a lot of joy in doing that. Would you take your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew's Gospel? In Matthew chapter 28, a very familiar passage that you and I know very well, beginning at verse 18. The Bible says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Now, I'm going to preach today as if you're my congregation, because you really are. We're all part of the family of God, regardless of where we are. So, I told your pastor, when he called me the other day, he said, you're going to preach. I didn't know I was going to preach. I just thought I was going to come and just share a few things about our, uh, the partnership that we want to develop with you. And so I said, well, I don't know what to do. I just preached this sermon recently at my church, so I'm just going to preach it to you. Um, so the title of my sermon is Open for Business. Open for Business. These are some of the very last words of Jesus that He spoke to His disciples and he was telling them the business of the church. Now, you may not like the term business, but that exactly is what we are. We're in business as a church. We're in the business of extending the church of God and spreading the gospel into all the world, as Jesus spoke here. And because of that, we're instruments to be used of God to build local churches. So how are we going to do that? 
We must do it uh, because the Bible says we're commissioned to do it according to this passage. I am told that the marketing world, that they use some basic foundations that must be built up upon to be a successful business. Matter of fact, they call them the four P's. The four P's. And those are simply product, place, promotion, and price. So I want to take those, and I want to look at those, and I really don't think the marketing world uh, was the first to come up with these foundational truths. I believe they came up by the Lord Himself long before the marketing world ever came up with them. And if we're going to be successful in planting churches here in Newfoundland, we must build upon these principles. Number one is this, we've got to have a product. There must be a product, and our product is not what happens on Sunday mornings in worship. That's a feature of the product. Every product has features and benefits, but they're different from the product. Some of the features of our product would be uh, sermons, and it would be prayers, it would be songs of praise. It would be teaching. Some of the benefits might include uh, increased understanding of the Bible or a sense of belonging to a community or the making of new friends within the congregation. These are all important. They are very important, but they're not the product. The real product of the church is relationships. They are two levels of relationships. Number one is the main relationship that is developed with the Lord Jesus Christ. What we must be about our mission and mile one mission is to make believers, or the Bible says disciples, of all peoples through a permanent, personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one that can bridge the gap between us and God. The Bible even says it. Jesus himself says it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I will tell you, without God on your side, or rather without being on God's side, there is no church. There is no mile one mission. And nothing is more central, I believe, to the Christian life or church growth than this relationship. You must be born again. There has to be a moment and time in our life, in this church's life, that all of us who say we want to be involved in what God is doing, there first must become a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said this to his disciples before he went away. He said this, without me, you can do nothing. So it's vitally important that we have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. There has to be a time when we bow our heads before the Lord Jesus and say that, yes, I believe you are the eternal Son of God and that you came and you died and you rose again that I might have life, and I trust you and you alone for my eternal salvation. That is so imperative 
in order to be the kind of church that God's called us to be. But there's a secondary product, and that is relationship with other human beings. But, and I want to tell you, that comes automatically when we have a relationship with Christ. What is, what is our product for anyway? It is to satisfy the needs of the consumer. And we're not going to satisfy the needs of people with sermons. We're not going to satisfy the people with good music or people with good teaching or beautiful buildings. People are not looking for that. They are looking for meaning in life. They are looking for something that will make the daily struggles and the pressures they face worth the effort. And how many people out there that do you know that you know personally and indirectly who are lonely? Who are lonely, who have no purpose in life? I saw a TV special some time back, and it showed that one of the biggest problems that people face is loneliness. And we live in a sea of people, but they don't know each other. It's the same in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, as it is here. There are people who live all around us, and maybe even next door to us, and we never know who they are. And people are lonely, though. They are looking for something. They are longing for something. They are longing for purpose in their life. And we have the product that they need. And that is relationships. Relationship with the Lord, first of all, and then with other Christians. I have a gentleman in my church. He's in his 70s. And he and I love to ride motorcycles together. And uh, we have a ministry called Faith Riders where we ride motorcycles. And uh, we use that uh, venue to lead people to Jesus. But Jim lost his first wife. And just recently, his second wife came down with pancreatitis and so severe that she even died just recently. And the first time that Jim lost his first wife, he got into drugs and alcohol and everything else uh, to try to, to heal the loneliness and the hurt in his life. But this time, he said, Pastor, it's different because now I have a church. I have a church family. I have somebody that will come along beside me and help me through these very dark hours and through these moments of loneliness. Jim is just like so many around us, so many in our neighborhoods that are lonely and are looking for an answer. And we have the product that will fit, fit their need. This is how the New, church, uh, New Testament church grew in Acts. In chapters 2 and 4, Peter and John introduced the people to Jesus and then shared what they had with one another. And they built relationships 
And they all became one, the Bible says, and they went from house to house sharing whatever each other had to meet each other's need. They became a family. They developed relationships. And these relationships were formed, first of all, by knowing Jesus and then by meeting each other's need. So that's the product that we have that we are promoting. Secondly, there, to market a product, there has to be a place, a place of distribution. The sad thing is that we many think that the church is limited to what happens on the church ground through pastors or through church leaders. But we've got to realize that we're marketing an experience that can take place in every corner of the earth. That's what Jesus was saying in this, in this commission. Make disciples of all nations, wherever you go. You make disciples. So as Christians, wherever we are, at work, at play, at the grocery store, at school, wherever we are, we are the church in action. We're not tied to a building. We are the church, and wherever we are, that is the place of distribution of the product placed in our possession. The church is about people reaching and teaching other people with no boundaries. However, the church building does play, I think, an important part in the church life. It is the vocal point for outreach where we learn and we grow. When I was here back last year, and uh, Stephen took me out to paradise at the place that you were looking at to maybe purchase, and now you've purchased that property. As we stood there and prayed over that property, and prayed that God would make it possible that you could have that property, that is such a vocal point. As I looked around and saw the community that was growing up and the schools and all of that, and here is that piece of property right in the center at the very entrance of all of that community. I just knew in my heart that this was the vocal point for that community and for that church, this church to reach those people for Jesus Christ. And now you're seeing that plan come to fruition. There needs to be a vocal point. But we cannot afford, nor has Christ instructed us to limit the church to what takes place between four walls in a church building. We need to get rid of that myth that ministry also is the job of the paid clergy. You know, I don't know what it's like here, but I know what it's like in South Carolina. They, we hear people in our church all the time say, well, that's what we pay the preacher for. But that's not what the church is about. It, it has to be all of the people within the church. The Bible says that we're all ambassadors for Christ. Every one of us is an extension of the church. And we are sending out a message about the product of the church. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but I want to make sure we're sending out the right message. Sending out the right message. The next principle 
in marketing is promotion. How do we promote the church? I want to tell you it's more than placing uh, newspaper ads or advertisements on the radio or TV or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And I believe those are helpful, but study after study shows that the most believable and the best remembered form of advertising is the personal recommendation of a trusted person. It's word of mouth. It is you telling another person about the church. Anyway, our product is relationships. And what better way is there to promote relationships than through the exercise of existing personal relationships? Research has shown that the largest amount of people who have accepted Christ were led to that conversion experience by the witness of another person. Think about who witnessed to you. Who shared the gospel with you? And listen to this. Less than 1% of born-again believers, now this is in America, and I'm sure it's the same in Canada, that less than 1% of believers have accepted Christ as a result of watching an evangelist on television. Less than 1%. And very few have received Him through evangelistic magazines or books, or even radio. So the best way to lead a person to accept Christ is by establishing a personal relationship with another person with the goal of leading them to explore what the church has to offer. And that's Jesus and a family. We're offering them the Savior of the world. But not only that, we're offering them a family. I love my church family. I know that my church family will be there for me. Matter of fact, my church family is closer to me than my own biological family. They are there for me. The last principle of the church growth is price, the price of the product. Now, we're not talking about money but the type of investment that is required by the church is one of commitment. I like what one of my pastor friends says, no, the word is not commitment, the word is surrender. God wants us to surrender our total being to Him. The Bible says we're to love the Lord God with all of our soul, with all of our body, with all of our spirit. That means that we're to love God with our body, our emotions, and our intellect as well. I don't want to ask you to ask yourself this question. What if every member of this church was like you? Or what if every member of this church was like me? Well, I really want you to ask that question. What if every member of this church was just like me? Are you committed to this church and to my one missions? I want to tell you I am. I don't know you. I've only met you today. I met Stephen 
just last year. But I want to tell you, me and our church at Living Water Baptist Church, when we voted on this covenant to support you and come along beside you, I want to tell you that Sunday morning we took that vote just recently, it was 100%. We have a church of about over 1,000 members. And there was between six and 700 that, there that day, and they all said, yes, we're committed to Mount Calvary, or Calvary Baptist Church, and to Mile One Missions. And we are putting our wallet where our mouth is. Amen? And we are committing to pay the price to say, yes, we're committed, and we're committing our lives to go into all the world and preach the gospel. God laid it on my heart about three or four years ago that we need to take seriously this matter of missions. We have been given money for many years to mission, but God showed me in my own spirit that we have got to do more than just giving money. We are to go into all the world. And we are. God is leading us to go into all the world. We're working in Indonesia, helping plant churches over there. That is uh, our uttermost parts of the world. And really, you are our Samaria that God is leading us to. And I long for the day when I can bring a team of people from our church to help you plant these churches in Newfoundland and to be a partner with you in doing that. Because we know what it takes. We have to be committed to what we're doing. We need money to operate. But that's not the price of our product. The financial support for the local church and missions is an outgrowth, I believe, of a person's desire to further spread the product once the price is paid. Listen, oftentimes when we talk about, uh, you know, unchurched people, uh, you have a lot of reasons that unchurched people say they don't come to church. And sometimes one of the reasons that arises that is this overt thrust of the local church to raise money, uh, and many of our TV evangelists have helped much in that. And the lost world and those people outside the church say, well, all, all the church wants is my money. I know we need money to do the things that are ahead of us. But if we go out and indicate to an unchurched world that we need them to help us financially, then we're promoting their own product. They don't need to hear that. They need to hear about Jesus, and that's it. You get their hearts right. You get Jesus in their heart. You don't have to worry about the money. It's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of the heart. It needs to be made in the heart, and then the wallet will come after. Listen, we have the greatest product in all of the world. We have a personal relationship with Jesus. 
And wherever you are is the place to promote this product and to let people know that this product is free. It was paid for on the cross. And the price that we must pay is to be willing to commit to building relationships with those who do not have a relationship with God. That is my message to me. And it's something that God has laid on my heart that it's so easy for us pastors who work in the church all the time to never get out in the world and make relationships with people who do not know Jesus. But I've made it a point in my life to make relationships with other people who do not know Jesus. As I said, one of the great ministries of our church is the motorcycle ministry. And I'm going to tell you, there's some rough dudes out there that rides Harleys. They're rough. But I've made it my point to identify with them. And I'm going to tell you, the fact that a pastor rides a Harley, they think that's cool. They think that's cool. And, uh, and it opens the door. For me to share the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In just a few days, we're going to give away a Harley-Davidson motorcycle from our church. We're going to have people to come in and, and uh, let us, they'll get to register if they give us three minutes of their time so we can share our testimony of how Jesus changed our life. Down in Daytona Beach, Florida this year, we led 183 people to Jesus. And we're looking for that many in Myrtle Beach this year to be able to share with them the good news of the gospel, build relationships with them so that we can share the greatest news in all the world. The greatest product in all the world is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we want to do as Living Water Baptist Church. We want to come along beside you and do that. But do you know that we're not left to do this in our own power? Matter of fact, Jesus said to his disciples just a little later on, he said, I want you to go to Jerusalem, and I want you to tarry there until you're endued with power from on high. But after the Holy Spirit comes, you shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, in Samaria, and then to the uttermost parts of the world. And that's why this great commission is so powerful. He said, as you go to do this, lo, I am with you all the way, even unto the ends of the earth. I want to tell you something. God is with us in this endeavor. This is not man's doing. This is God's doing. I knew nothing of Newfoundland other than a good friend of mine by the name of Gary O'Connors, who lives in the Moncton area, who is a snowbird that comes down to our church and has been for the last 10 years, along with several others from this part of Canada who comes and spends the winter in Myrtle Beach and comes to our church and have been coming for a lot of years. And getting to know them and hearing their heart of how they long to see a revival in Canada and longing to see God do a work in Canada. 
it caused within my heart a desire to become part of what they're praying for up here in Canada. And Gary O'Connor, who has been a strong worker in the Canadian convention that you're part of, has told me when Stephen came, we are going to support Mile One Missions. Then we have another guy by the name of Daryl Maxwell out of, uh, uh, I'm not sure the name of it, Ottawa, Ottawa, Canada, who is telling me the same thing, that they are going to support this ministry as well. And it's such a joy for us to come along beside you and be a part of sharing this great product of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to be a part of that is awesome. And what our church has voted to do is to give you each month $1,500 a month. And this is an open-ended thing. In our covenant, we said that we're going to evaluate that each year. This is not going to be a one or two or three year endeavor. But it is until the Lord says stop. I think the goal uh, of your pastor is to plant at least five churches in mile one missions. And I want to tell you, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of every one of those church plants. And we will evaluate this each year. And my goal is that we'll increase our giving each year. And I don't know what God has in store. But I want to tell you this redneck from South Carolina is here to tell you that we want to be a part of what you're doing. I don't know how to plant churches in Newfoundland. I'm not from here. I'm totally a stranger to your culture and who you are, but you've got a pastor that understands that. And I don't have to know everything about you. All I can know is that I'm here to come along beside you, and our church is here to come along beside you and say, we're going to help you do what you know how to do best. And we're going to support you in this endeavor. Not only are we going to support you with money, we're going to support you with our prayers. I asked Stephen, Stephen, if you don't mind coming up, I asked Stephen if he would make me some videos from time to time that I can share with our church on a Sunday morning about the progress and what is taking place so that our people can be informed of what is taking place here so that we'll be encouraged to pray for you and support you in this endeavor. And it's our job to do that, to share this relationship wherever we are, and it's best done by our personally sharing and promoting what's going on here. But the price is that we'll commit to it. Not just us, but you as well. I, I believe you bought into it. Who would sell their church building 
Who would do a crazy thing like that and have no building to worship in? But look what God did. Gave you a, a much more beautiful building to worship in than you had. And I can't wait to see what God's going to do down the road. The same God that led you to do what you did is the same God that's going to help you build that building. When we started 28 years ago, we didn't even have offering plates. Seriously. We had nothing. And we met in a restaurant called Billy the Kids. It used to be a saloon. Billy the Kids. And I told him we went in there and sanctified that place and had a shooting up good time. And God just blessed. He gave us that building at no cost for two years. It was rustic. It looked like a saloon. But I want to tell you, God worked. And now God has blessed us. And we have property worth probably 8 to $10 million. But God is the God of all resources. And God, I've learned something that most time God never parts the water until you step in the water. Amen? And believe me, y'all stepped into it. When you sold your property and God's going to part the way for you to accomplish great things for God. I want to tell you I'm impressed with your pastor. I love his passion. I love his passion. I believe with all my heart you've got a godly man that loves Jesus and loves the Lord. He has to be crazy to give up what he had to come over here and do what he's doing here. You know why he's doing it? Because God called him to do it. And when God's in something, when he's in it, it will, God will accomplish wherein he sins. I promise you that. One of my favorite verses I'm going to quote to you, and then I want he and I to sign these covenants. I know my plans for you, saith the Lord. They're to do you good and not do you harm, but give you a hope, give you a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. Those are verses that mean more to me than anything else in my life. When I was, didn't know which way and which direction to go, God gave us those verses. We put them up on our refrigerator. And every time we would open up the doors of that refrigerator, we'd read that promise. And it got from here to here. And it's been a guide for all of my life, all the time I've been in ministry. God means good for you, church. He means good for St. John's. And God is going to do great things. I know that in my heart. I know that. And what a joy it is for me to take a pen and sign this covenant and just say that we're going to be here to partner with you and stand by your side and come along beside us to supply a boat, so to speak, to help you in this great endeavor to reach St. John's and surrounding area with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.